Wright, and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, my favorite Dinobot was Grimlock Cohen. My name is Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. I'm trying to figure out how that's anti-Semitic. It's not. Oh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. This is a Muddy Waters Media Production. Check us out everywhere. We're on all social media. Oh, Grimlocks. Grimlocks. Oh. <laughs> Missed it. I didn't do it. Why didn't I think so, of that? So it was only if so it was a salmon joke and not a Jew joke. Right. Well, it wasn't. It was just I'm guessing your favorite Dinobot was Grimlock. We're on every social media platform. We're on every uh, podcasting platform, muddywatersmedia.com. And right now, as you're watching this, whether it's live or pre-recorded, whether it's audio, video, or, well, I guess those are your only options, or audio and video, uh, if you're watching and listening, uh, then be sure to share it right now. Share, share, share. Be sure to like it if that's an option on whatever you're on. Be sure to comment if that's an option. Be sure to like other people's comments if that's an option. Be sure to reply to their comments, inviting you, inviting them to like your comments. Do all of that. And also, uh, if you are subscribing, oh, and subscribe, be sure to subscribe. And if you are subscribing on YouTube, don't just subscribe, hit the bell. Then that way your phone will explode with notifications every time we go live. Give the gift of muddy waters today, kids. Love it. First and foremost, allow me to thank the top popped off. That could have been very bad for that the rest bad. of this show. That could have been bad. First and foremost, allow me to thank the wonderful and fine people at knockemallathome.com for the kava that I'm drinking today. They aren't an official sponsor, but it's who I bought the kava from. Well, allow me to thank the people at Kroger for this delicious drinking water that is both purified and water for drinking that I'm drinking. It's also BP. It's it's a non-BPA package, which doesn't say BPA-free. And that's... That's worrying. Wulavanaka. Okay, what? why is everybody in the comments talking about Nards? Oh, no. Oh, you don't know? No. Man, I've been sick for like four days. I'm like... Okay, yeah, okay. So, so I told you that last night on Kennedy, I, I did the Norm MacDonald joke, right? Right. I, I By the way, for those who don't know that it was a Norm MacDonald joke, I said... You know, I was sitting now it was true. I was sitting in a restaurant and the people were all unmasked. Everything I said was true. But I said, well, we were all, everyone was safe because we were sitting down. COVID's not going to attack you while you're while you're eating. It's a virus, not a monster. That's a Norm Macdonald joke. But anyway, right. so I got to do that and I was already so psyched. And then it ended um, with it wasn't that segment, but the final segment ended with both the Republican and the Democrat on the panel, both saying Spike 2024 we're behind it, Spike 2024. And you're probably wondering what that has to do with Nards. Right before that, I had, I'm telling the story poorly, because what <laughs> happened was it ended with me, we were talking about the spending, and I said, you know, we get more spending no matter whether Republicans or Democrats are in charge. And in my completely unbiased opinion, we need to uh, kick them all out and elect libertarians to every federal office so we can put an end to all this nonsense like that. And so then Kennedy goes, yes, that's right. The Republicans and Democrats can't do it because they don't have the nards. We need the libertarians. They have the nards. 
And I said, yes, that's right. We have the Nards. And then the other two were like, yeah, Spike 2024. And I went, okay, yeah, Spike 2024. We have the Nards. So that's now my slogan. Because, okay, so anytime I think, anytime I read that word or hear that word, the only thing I think of is Wolfman has Nards. Which that's a deep cut from an old horror movie. And if you know what it is, put it in the comments. Wolfman has Nards. Don't spoil it for you. If you haven't seen this movie, I would be shocked. I don't, I haven't seen this movie. You haven't seen, man, that was like a staple of my childhood. Well, I'm going to have to check that out. It's, I, I refuse to watch it again because I do not want it to be ruined for me. No, it's not Goonies, people. They didn't talk about Wolfman and Goonies. What Wolfman's Got Nards is a movie that came out in 2020. But you're talking about something else. I'm talking about something different. Because that's not from my child. I, I understand. I have a very youthful glow about me. But no. 2020 is not your childhood? No, it's not. I just put it in the notes for you. Mm. I can't see. Oh, okay. It's been a while. It's been, yeah, but that's the only I'm, line I'm from that much, movie. I'm much, much younger than you, so that's why I was like a little. <laughs> kick wild. him in the nards, kick him in the nards. He doesn't have nards. Just do it. Whack. Wolfman has nards. Yeah. That is. That's been. There's, on, there's only one other line of that movie I remember, and is, is she a virgin? And uh, other than that, I don't remember much else this episode's brought to you only by with the mommy but he party. doesn't count what? doesn't count sorry <laughs> god i love that movie <laughs> so stupid jacob hinkson nice job yes meg jones yes the second largest yep, caucus in the libertarian part just go just do it just talk over and the fastest growing caucus in the libertarian party uh if you'd like to become a member uh then go to the the facebook group libertarian party waffle house caucus.com become a part of the growing movement that's taking over the party to leave everyone alone that's actually true um and if you'd like to become an official voting member which means absolutely nothing uh, then you can go to the store, uh, muddywatersmedia.com slash store, and you can purchase all sorts of really cool Muddy Waters Media swag, including, not pictured here for some reason, a Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus shirt or button. Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. The Gravy King! Cumberland Cannabis Co. If you'd like to buy viable, ethical, and effective Delta and CBD products made lovingly and carefully, in Cumberland Cumberland County, Tennessee, then go to cumberlandcannabisco.com. Joe Soloski is running to be governor, but not just governor, Pennsylvania governor. Joe Soloski is the key to Pennsylvania's success, and if you'd like to help him become the first libertarian governor ever, then go to joesoloski.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I.com. Jack Casey is selling books. Are there words inside of them? Probably. I'm under my yes. understanding is yes. There, there are. We words have seen inside them. Of them. We've seen. Well, I haven't. But Matt yes, you have. Seen. We, you, you read them out loud. You read out one sentence. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes, there are words in this book. Yes, uh, and, of and well, th- there was words in that one. I don't know if I saw. The yeah, other that's one. true. I, yeah, that's true. That was At only one. At least book. one of these books has words inside of it, and I couldn't tell you if they're good. Couldn't tell you if they're bad. Couldn't tell you if they're there. But I can tell you that you can buy it at theroyalgreen.com. We are told by many people that follow us and follow Jack Casey's growing cult that he's creating uh, that uh, these books are good and that they liked it. But that's what cult members say. So you want to be a part of that? I think you do. Theroyalgreen.com. Speaking of cults, Adderpan will make you not care if you're anyone you know joins a cult because you're too horrified to do anything about it. Uh, Adderpan is a very frightening game. That is available on Steam for some reason for four dollars and uh, or five dollars, uh, and that includes all uh, updates that they do in the future. In case this game, in case your your uh, nervous system uh, becomes hardened to the existing horrors that are in this uh, particular iteration, they will continue to make it worse, thirdly ensuring your continued horror for five dollars. Uh, five dollars plus the ongoing cost of your mental health care and that of your children and family and loved ones you too can play the game of adder pan fierce luxury by ashley is scary but in but in a in the way that luxury bags are scary stylish fierce luxury by ashley featuring some of the brand hottest brands out there like louis vuitton louis vuitton hermes (laughs) and louis vuitton Louis Vuitton. So if you go to FierceLuxuryByAshley.com, Louis Vuitton, what am I saying wrong? Is it the way you're hitting that? Oh, I don't, I, that might be right. I have no idea how to say these That's things. That's how I'm saying it. All right. Just keep saying it that way. You do Louis you. Vuitton. You're Gucci. Vuitton. Oh, yeah. Gucci, too. They have Gucci. Gucci, <laughs> Louis Vuitton, and Hermes. So if you go to FierceLuxuryByAshley.com or the exclusive Facebook group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley, you too can join the consignment revolution. If you consign with her, it's only 30%, which is 20% less than everyone else ever. She solely is charging 30%. Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Thomas Queter is fierce and luxurious too. Thomas Quiton. Thomas Queter is running for state senate. He says, I run better than Albany. And that's funny. You know why? Look closely. He's in a wheelchair. Huh? <laughs> if you uh, go to Tom for 52, he's running to represent the 52nd district in uh, the state senate in New York. And I couldn't be happier to endorse him and to support him. Thomas Queter runs better than Albany, which is incredible because he's in a wheelchair. He's a great guy. Incredible guy. You should help him in everything. He's, he's great. I, I love him more than anything tom for 52.com t-o-m-f-o-r 52.com hey Hi. oh uh also defy the power and stitches and glitches hey matt did you know oh uh they sell tumblers you can do defy the power yep defy the power.com slash shop they have libertarian tumblers, stitches and glitches, sells everything else. They have light-up tumblers. They have dual-use tumblers, which are not bongs, because they're dual-use tumblers. That's right. Very high quality. Matt and I both have them. Uh, mine yes. in the kitchen, so I don't... Do not put them in the uh, dishwasher. 
Uh, and if you <laughs> spike, don't me. put them in the dishwasher. Um, and <laughs> all customizations are free. You can get uh, any customization. It's insane. Yeah. Any customization you want to add is free. free. Um, and if you use the code muddy tumbler in the coupon code checkout box or a box at checkout, you will get 10% off your entire order. This will expire October 30 on Halloween on Halloween. So if you want to get your Halloween presents in early, go to stitchesandglitches.com or to defythepower.com and use code muddy tumbler in the coupon code today. Not right now. After the show. After the show. After the show. Unless you have another device and aren't going to promise you won't get distracted, you can go ahead and do that while you're listening. But to with, with the free customizations and you can add basically whatever you want, how could you not get distracted? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, how free customization. And if you re, if you see like how they make stuff, they're, oh, go buy a Tumblr. Um, yeah, this, I mean, this thing is solid. This thing, I will never need another Tumblr in my lifetime. Ever. They brought us tumblers that have like a Waffle House on it, and then deer, and then there's like uh, lights, uh, LED lights all around it. I mean, like it, it's oh insane. yeah, they they're, Go. they have a uh, Christmas one coming out for Waffle the Waffle House party, the Waffle House uh, Libertarian right. Party Waffle Caucus, um, and that tumbler it lights up. It's got Santa and the reindeer and the lights, Christmas lights all it, around it. Like it, it is, looks- it is incredible. It looks like a $300 tumbler. Like, I mean, just the amount of, of crap. And it's a free upgrade. Anyway, go th- go there. Go do that. Also, if you want to sue us, then you're screwed if you're in Florida. Because we're using personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. And he will ruin your shit. And we're going to get all your money. But if you are in Florida uh, and want to sue someone that isn't us, then you should go to personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, by going to chrisreynoldslaw.com, ruin their shit, get their money. Walk around with yeah. stacks and bands. People think that you sold drugs and you be like, no, I just sue people. They'll be like, holy crap. What's his name? I want to have money like that. I want to be, I want to live your life. I know I'm sick of, I'm sick of getting out there every day. Old chunk of coal that I am, get out there and have to work every day, work hard, you know, <laughs> You've worked hard for a, for a hard day's living. You know, it's a tough it's a tough life, but I'm a man. And, you know, there are many I, – I got a story that I, I got to tell people. It's, it's related to personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Nah, I'm not going to tell it. I'm not going to tell it. It's, it's, it's <laughs> but, but, you 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 know, it's it's got more set up than I think we want. But it's it's – you know, you're out there. You're struggling to make ends meet. And you see someone and they got the they got they got just bands like this, thicker than this, just pretending that they're on the phone. But it's not, but they know they're not on the phone. They know it's money. You can feel the difference between a phone and money. They're just mocking you and everyone's watching them because they know you don't have money like that. And you're like, holy crap, what do I do to get money like that? And you you go up to the guy and you're like, Hey man, are you a drug dealer? Because I assume that's how you got money like that. And he's like, No. I'm not gonna sell drugs. I'm not some kind of kind of terrible person. I wouldn't do that. No, I sue people, man. I take them to court. I ruin their life, and if they don't pay, the police come and shoot them. 
that's that's how I live my life. I'm I'm a suing I'm a suing pirate. I sue people in court. And you're like, holy wow, that's great. You figured it out, man. I'm out here struggling every day. I wake up and I look in the mirror and I wonder what the hell I'm even doing with my life. I look over at my wife and I think, does she even respect me anymore? Because I don't respect myself. I go and I'm in front of my boss and he's such a slave driver. He just every day, he just weighs down on me more. I know he's probably just kicking the dog. He's probably getting it just as bad from his bosses. But that doesn't make it right what he does to me. And I'm out here just struggling, man. And here you are. You're just suing people in court. I want that life, man. How do I do that? And he goes, you call personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. And you go to his website, chrisreynoldslaw.com, and then you can sue people like this too. And that's what you should do. Matt. And unlike that, that brings us to the <laughs> Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment, because all of these stories will be faster than that ad read. All of these um, stories from combined will be faster than that. <laughs> oh, folks, if you uh, want a coffee alternative, you woke up today and you went, oh, man, I can't believe I got to wake up today and drink coffee. I look at my... You know, I, I look at my family and I, I think they probably think what a putz this guy is that he's got to get up and, and drink coffee like this, exposing himself to at least seven times more caffeine than is even recommended for his heart health. Why? So I can be chipper enough to get pounded verbally and emotionally by my boss, Grigory Respitoshkovich, and in and in doing so, drive home to my own children that this is an acceptable way to make just a a, 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 pen, a pittance of money, a crumb, just enough to barely keep the lights on. Well, folks, we have some fantastic news for you. You don't have to drink coffee. You could drink mud water instead. Mud water is a coffee alternative made of masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. It has one-seventh the caffeine. That's in coffee, so and I use it. So you can be like me; you can get all just enough caffeine to get chipper like this, and uh, but not so much that you end up having heart issues, which make you feel like this. I've got heart issues. I actually drank some right before the show today. Yeah, how do you feel? I feel like I haven't had caffeine today. Yeah, see, they, you got to You're because you're an addict of coffee. You're a coffee addict. <laughs> I'm, I'm folks, a caffeine addict. It doesn't have to be coffee. The heart unhealthy addiction that is coffee. You can do mud water instead. I mean, I can't help you with the rest of that stuff. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna need to start suing people to make that that lawsuit money. But in the meantime, you still got to get up in the morning. That mud water. Mud water. That mud water. Great for muddywatersmedia.com slash mud. Muddywatersmedia.com slash mud. So Donald Trump currently holds the record uh, for fewest resettled refugees for a fiscal year in the history of the U.S. Refugee Administration Program with 11,814. And no one can ever take that away from him. I mean, it's terrible. One one would think so. Um, But at the end of August, Biden has resettled 7,000. 637 with the fiscal year ending last Friday. Mm-hmm. 
Final figures are expected to be out in the next couple of days, but experts are saying there is absolutely no way in Washington, D.C. that Biden will end up beating Trump in this metric. He doesn't have a snowball's chance on Capitol Hill. But should Biden be able to come back and not be the record holder, it would be a storied come from behind victory that would probably cause some controversy. And the graph for this would look something like this. They don't have that. Hold on. <laughs> like I just maybe sit in that one for a second. No, I was looking because I was looking. Hold on. Uh, oh, yeah. I know I have that. Hold on. The graph. <laughs> It would. It would be an incredible come from behind victory. Come from from behind victory. No one that would ever expect that. It would look like this. It it would look so much like this. It would almost be unrealistic. It would make you question things. Yeah, it would make you question whether or not something illegitimate happens. You go to bed and the refugee numbers are way lower. Then you wake up. You're way like, held it all and then all of a sudden, oh, Biden's not in last place. Are you fighting origami? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. no, that's, listen, everyone needs a hobby. Um, yeah. I made yeah, this during would, the ad reads. And even if he does, that's beautiful. Thanks. Even if he does. Uh, surpass Trump's record low. It would be a minimal victory. There's 95,000 Afghan refugees, he promised, not to mention all the Haitian refugees that are fleeing the CIA, destabilizing their country, and all the Central American refugees fleeing the CIA, destabilizing their country. Really, it's just a bunch of people that are coming here to get away from the CIA, because this is the one country the CIA is not allowed to operate in. Basically. Basically. Now, speaking of the government doing things it's not supposed to do, the federal government has never defaulted on its obligations due to the debt limit always being reached. Um, And that's because they always come up with some bipartisan plan. I don't know why I'm doing it. It is bipartisan, but some bipartisan plan to screw you and raise the debt limit and fund all the programs and increase funding for everything at the same time. I don't know why I put that in a... In quotes, because you're right. It is every time it's a bipartisan plan. It's a bipartisan plan. Um, well, I guess you could call it unipartisan because it's literally one party. Because it's, yeah, it's one party. money, yeah. yeah. Right. So, like, what we have in the past, we have seen uh, us coming up on the debt ceiling, the debt limit, um, <clears throat> the fiscal cliff. We've all heard these terms before. And, um, you always hear about, oh, will the other party vote for it? Will the Democrats vote for it? Will the Republicans vote for it? And, you know, uh, Chuck Schumer will sit there and go, we can't just keep kicking the can down the road. And then Mitch McConnell will say, we're just kicking the can down the road. And, you know, is this something that we actually want to do? Uh, well, in the end, as we have all seen, yep. the debt, it, it's going to get raised. It is going to get raised, so there is no need to worry. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. This is just something that is going to happen. Everything it's, else that they do, going. all the brinksmanship that they go through or brinkmanship that they go through, it's all just politics. They don't actually have any intention of not doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... This did not stop Janet Yellen uh, from testifying in front of Congress that we need to get rid of the debt ceiling altogether. 
In which, do you have a good Yellen impersonation? Sure. I believe when Congress, I don't know what she sounds like, but I'm going to do it. That's actually really close. Is it really? I believe when Congress legislates expenditures and puts in place tax policy that determines taxes, those are the crucial decisions Congress is making, Yellen said. And to finance those spending and tax decisions, it's necessary to issue additional debt. I believe it's very destructive to put the president and myself, the treasury secretary, in a situation where we might be unable to pay the bills that result from those past decisions. Nope. And what she's saying here is that we don't want to bring too much attention to this so that people don't realize how much money we're spending. Correct. Yes. Yep. Because <laughs> that's what it's saying. Now, quick history on the uh, debt limit. Uh, It actually started in 1917, shockingly, under Wilson, um, where he was selling, they were doing it under a uh, second Liberty Bonds program. And then under Roosevelt, they said, let's just get rid of this bonds program and we're just going to put a limit on it. And initially they had two, one for the bonds program and one for outstanding debt. These were 20 billion and 25 billion, respectively. By the end of 1939, they said, let's just get rid of the two of these and make it one at $45 billion. Which was seen as an obscene amount of money to spend. Obscene amount of money. Yeah. Obscene amount of money. I'll tell you, because I did a lot of research on the debt limit uh, this weekend because I thought about doing a whole thing on it, but then changed my mind because it was boring. by 1943, it was already over $100 billion. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what government does when they can just have a blank paycheck. So, or a blank check, not a paycheck. Yeah. Well, they do. But uh, here we it's are, like- 90-ish years later. 92? Yeah. No, 82. Yeah, less than 82, 90 years. 80, yeah, 82 years later. We have a debt limit that is twenty eight point five trillion, and we are worried about breaking it. Yeah, yeah. Now, keep in mind, if you do the math on that, uh, the now you're probably thinking, well, that's also just because of you know the fact of inflation that during that time the U.S. dollar has lost um, you know ninety eight or ninety, I guess at that point ninety three percent, ninety four percent of its value since nineteen thirty nine, which is true. But even if you raised 45 billion by 100 that would be 4.5 trillion so the debt they have been increasing our debt limit even once you factor in for inflation it is what six six times higher than it was then Mm -hmm. it's just all all, yeah all yeah six times yeah it's pretty yeah it's pretty close almost seven no what am i saying seven times higher it is almost seven times higher even adjusting for massive inflation that has happened during that time. Now, like, if you just take a look at the inflation that's happened this year, yeah, I'm not going to tell people how much money I make at my job because you know that's not anybody's business. But I got a, um, I got, a, I got a relatively nice raise about halfway through the year, um, and that's been wiped away. I actually am making less money now than I was at the beginning of the year 
because of inflation. Um, so they're going to constantly talk about the debt limit and they're going to say, we need to raise the debt limit because, you know, we've made these past mistakes, which they don't call them mistakes. They just say, you know, the, I don't remember what she said, um, but we made these past, uh, we have to pay off these bills from past uh, things that we promised. So we need to raise the debt limit or else we're going to have problems. And the thing that they all, they're always going to threaten first is this means that uh, social security checks aren't going to go out. Veterans aren't going to get, you know, their paychecks, but I am certain those would be among some of the first things that they did just to try to hurt people to make them say, Oh, you need to get, they always put the the safety net first, even though those things are supposed to be uh, automatic spending. Why don't they put the discretionary spending on the table first? Get rid of all the discretionary spending, and then you can have the salaries, the, the, the pensions, and whatever else. Have that paid and make sure everything else isn't being done. But they always put that first. It's 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 it it's they're going to raise it to the thirties. Both sides are going to claim victory. It's utter nonsense. It's never going to end. And like I said on Kennedy. We have to elect libertarians across the country because only we have the nards to fix this. Um, the interesting thing about this is sort of a side note here, and this isn't in the notes, but the MMT people, the modern monetary theory people have been saying, we need to print platinum trillion dollar coins and use them to pay off the debt. And that won't affect inflation. We're just making trillion dollar coins. Surely all the countries that have denominations that are in the trillions don't have high inflation. And it's like I told people, if they, if they make these trillion dollar coins, one day you'll use them to buy toilet paper uh, and they won't yep. be made out of platinum. Now, people are wondering, I, I've had a you'll be using platinum. these coins as toilet paper. Yeah, you'll be using them as to, the, the three just, seashells, just will be the three platinum coins. Yeah, scoop. You know. Right. Yeah. The, <laughs> the uh, three seashells, did you just, was that Demolition Man? Yes. Well, that's what happened <laughs> is it started with platinum coins and eventually they ran out of those. So they had to use seashells. See? Everything is becoming. Wasn't good. that like this year? Oh, what gosh, year did Demolition that... Man take place? Man, year. Oh, they're saying. Oh, Jacob, you don't know how to use the seashells. Okay, so what you do to use the seashells? Yeah. Oh, it was supposed to be is... in 2032. So we still we got 11 years to go. Anyone who doesn't think We're we could be headed it. to seashells territory isn't paying attention. We're getting there. We're getting so there. in order to use the three the three seashells, according to something that I saw on the internet, is you use yeah. two to as as like oven mitts, we'll say, and you just pull, and then you use the third to scrape right, right along the side, and then you wash it off. Saves paper, you know. Got to save the trees. So the reason that they're saying that they need platinum coins particularly is because there's uh, in the U.S. Code of Laws uh, in, in the uh, there's section, I think, 5112, which says that uh, the uh, Treasury can print out platinum coins, but it says platinum proof coins of any denomination. Now, a proof coin is not supposed to be in circulation. A proof coin is a hobbyist coin. People can buy them. They can keep them as hobbyist stuff. They can't use it as legal. It's not legal tender. You couldn't, for example, use it to buy down debt or pay off debt or pay uh, obligations or anything like that. So when they're saying that they can do this, 
there's not even any legal justification for them to do so. It's just getting them all excited. They're going to raise the debt ceiling. It's going to continue going to the roof. We're headed to $100 trillion. Um, I remember when it was a big deal that it crossed $10 trillion. That was during the, I believe, Obama years. Just to put in perspective yeah. how rapidly this is expanding. It was either it was either the Bush or Obama years. Um, to, which, to, to which denomination? To trillion dollars. Uh, that was that was Bush. That was Bush. That oh, was like oh, 2003, oh, 2004. Oh, are you saying, yeah, $10 trillion. It might have been, it might have been oh, Bush. $10 trillion? Yeah, $10 trillion, I think, was Obama. Ten, uh, so Obama was $10 trillion and then 12.5 and then that took it up to the 17 that we re-upped in 2017 uh to the 28.5 that it's at now and putting it in perspective we could hit 100 trillion by the end of biden's second term if he were re-elected or the or the beginning of or the end of whoever's first term if he's not re-elected like that's where we're headed if we don't get libertarians in there to fix this um it's not going to change. It's just going to keep going. Uh, so Lieutenant Colonel Colonel Teresa Long. Uh, this was actually real quick. This was uh, for anybody who watched last week's episode. Uh, we had an anchor call in moment from Jimmy yes. Lee. Yes. From Jimmy Lee. And he asked if we had read this article, which neither one of us had because it came out the day of the show and uh I had stuff to do. So I did not catch this article, but I told him that I would look into it and we would talk about it this week um, in order to answer his question. And uh, he is a longtime listener and supporter of the show. So I felt that that was justified and warranted. Um, but that is what this is in reference to. Yep. In case you're like, why are we talking about a show a story from a week ago? Um, yeah. But Teresa Long wrote an affidavit to the Pentagon stating that any pilot who has received the shot, the Fauci-ouchi, should be grounded. And in it, after she talks about all of her qualifications, uh, yeah, she, she wrote... Just to, just to clarify, she's actually like a medical doctor, right? She had a lot of letters after her name. Okay, all right. Yeah, she went to University of Texas uh, Medical and a bunch of other stuff. Um but she personally observed the most physically fit female soldier she had seen in over 20 years in the Army go from collegiate level athlete training for Ranger School to being physically debilitated with cardiac problems, newly diagnosed pituitary, pituitary brain tumor, thyroid dysfunction within weeks of getting vaccinated. Um, several military physicians have shared with me their firsthand experience with a significant increase in the number of young soldiers with migraines, menstrual irregularities, Cancer, suspected myocarditis, and reporting cardiac symptoms after vaccination. Um, numerous soldiers and DOD civilians have told me how they were sick, bedridden, debilitated, and unable to work for days to weeks after vaccination. I have also recently reviewed three flight crew members' medical records, all of which presented with both significant and aggressive systemic health issues. Okay. Today I received word. Yeah, I know this is terrible. Today, I received word of one fatality in two ICU cases on Fort Hood. The deceased was an Army pilot who could have been flying at the time. All three pulmonary embolism events happened within 48 hours of their vaccination. I cannot attribute, attribute this result to anything other than the COVID-19 vaccines as the source of these events. Each person was in top physical condition before the inoculation and each suffered the event within two days post-vaccination. 
Correlation by itself does not equal causation. However, significant casual patterns do exist that raise correlation into a probable cause, and the burden to prove otherwise falls on the authorities such as the CDC, FDA, and pharmaceutical manufacturers. I find the illnesses, injuries, and fatalities observed to be the proximate and casual effect of the COVID-19 vaccinations. And because of this, all pilots who are getting the shot she is recommending be grounded. All I can say is I hope she's wrong. <laughs> I hope she, like, I don't know if she's right. I don't know her credentials. I don't know how well vetted this is. I just, I, that's if her credentials are wrong. as good as what, she, what is in the affidavit, she is a, she is a learned doctor who knows her stuff. Now, this is not saying that any of what she said is true. No. And that it is caused by the vaccine. It could be the world's weirdest coincidence. Yeah. There's another world's weirdest coincidence that we're going to get into later. Um, just but so <laughs> just so happens. But it could just be the world's weirdest coincidence that this is happening right after these people are getting the Fauci ouchie. Um not saying that you shouldn't get the Fauci ouchie. If you want to get the yep. Fauci ouchie, get yep. the Fauci yep. ouchie. Everyone, everyone who wants to get it should get it, and there should be no limitations to how many you can take. Nope. You should be able to take the the three that is now mandatory to be considered okay, or the two that were previous the two that were previously mandatory, or the five that's going to be mandatory and. Uh, two months in, in two, two or three more months. Yeah. The uh, what's happening is uh, new data showed that effectiveness of the vaccine dropped below 50 percent after a couple months. Uh, the increasing data that's coming out about natural immunity is that it is much more effective, which, again, we're not advocating for people to get covid. We're saying that yep. if you have already had covid, then anything that the authorities are saying you should be allowed to do. If you if you get the vaccine should also apply to people who have gotten covid because they are likely to be far more protected than people who have been vaccinated. Correct. That's what we're saying. Um, but but that's terrifying, like where you have an army doctor going. Yeah. Anybody that's a pilot should be grounded because if mm. they have a pulmonary brain embolism from this mm. while flying. scary i'm horrified and the, the you know what's crazy is that i hope she's wrong if for no other reason than if she's right government and and the the cronies will do absolute big pharma and most basically government and corporate media will do everything they can to deny scrub any data showing it and push forward on forcing everyone to do it if for no other reason that when it inevitably comes out that this happens, they'll have to say, well, this whole thing is too big to fail. We gave it to everyone. It's got, we just got to keep pushing forward with it because that's what government does. They turn everything into a crisis so that you just have to go along with what they say. And this is horrifying. So I, I don't hope know. She's wrong. I hope she's wrong. That's all I can say. I hope she's John, wrong. Me too. Yeah. John Morrissey in the comments, John Morrissey, everybody from defy the power and stitches. Defy and the power. Com. 
defythepower.com, stitches and glitches. Yeah. Uh, he said, have you seen the New England Journal of Medicine study that shows pregnant women miscarried at a higher rate than women who did not vaccinate? Strictly numbers, Reuters and other writing articles uh, condemning their study. This is based on women pregnant receiving the vaccine. John, is that for women who got the vaccine and then got pregnant? Or is that for women who were pregnant and then got the vaccine? Um, just something I'm curious on. Um, and it would it would not surprise me if that was if that was a real issue that we were that we were dealing with. Um, but while okay, got the got it while pregnant. Um, which yeah, I guess well, you, if you're not supposed to eat sushi or certain kinds of cheese. While pregnant, I would not imagine injecting yourself full of different chemicals uh, would be good. While pregnant. Yeah, so this is a... um, I mean, I don't have time to look this over, but it was submitted to the New England Journal of Medicine. Um, Where's the... It says a correction has been published. Uh, the third sentence should have read among. Eskimo Nalik, Nalik, who on my show on Thursday was fantastic, did a great job uh, as my guest on Thursday with a lot of wonderful information and uh, just absolutely crushed it at the city council. The city council meeting was the city council. Yeah, city, uh, city council, the uh, Anchorage city, city council ca- meeting. She's incredible. Anchorage City Council meeting. Yeah, she's she's unbelievable. But she said, uh, I've received countless ads from the CDC saying that I need to get the vaccine if I'm pregnant, which I don't recommend it. Yeah. Um, The. Yeah, I don't I'm I will have to look over this with a fine tooth comb because it is in. But yes, there is a New England Journal of Medicine received and apparently approved publication that is uh, saying that there is at least some data to suggest that you're more likely to have uh, problems if you're with pregnancy, if you get the vaccine, keep in mind. um, Yeah. And and meanwhile, yeah, I, 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 I looked at the correction and it didn't look like it was correcting to say, Oh, uh, because prison memoirs of a modern anarchist and, and YouTube commented, you know, corrections. Oh, they got to the journal. It looks like, the corrections were, you know, like, well, this could have been worded differently that, you know, we should have worded it this way. We should have appended this. It didn't look like it was saying correction. Everything's fine. Um, yeah, no, that's horrifying. Uh, but I'll tell you what isn't horrifying, guys. And that's the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, where you can go to Muddied Waters Media on Anchor and you can submit uh, your, uh, your questions, but you can also become a member. If you go to anchor.fm slash muddy waters slash subscribe, uh, then you can become a subscriber for the low, low price of $10 a month. You can get access to all sorts of incredible stuff, exclusive muddy waters content. Uh, you don't have to listen to the ads when you, uh, watch, uh, muddy waters on, um, uh, or the audio ads. You don't have to listen to, to the audio ads on muddy waters, uh, uh, on our, our podcast episodes, if you want, listen to them on Anchor, or I believe on Spotify either. Um, and then also, you will get access to the Muddy Zoom, which we're going to be scheduling soon. Uh, the Muddy Zoom. Also, yes. sorry. No, go ahead. No. 
please. Muddy Zoom, where uh, you can hang out on Zoom in a live call every month with the Muddy Waters All-Stars like me and Matt, Jason Lyon, and other people, um, and hang out with every other uh, subscriber, all for the low, low price of $10 a month. We also do it, uh, we go live, so everyone else can watch and be jealous of you. They can be jealous of you for 10 bucks a month. That's true. And also, for all of our listeners out there, if you are, well, not for all of them, for all of you who watch us or listen to it or who listen to us on spotify yes coming soon oh yeah once they roll it out we will be in the first group of podcasters don't like calling ourselves that but we'll be in the first group of podcasters that will have video episodes on spotify so if you are a spotify user who uh listens to us on the on on the spotify app you will be able to watch us instead if that is more your thing if you're like i'm listening to you on my way to work so i'm just going to listen to the audio totally fine if you're at the house and you're listening to us and you're like man i wish i could look at their beautiful faces you can do that as well without the use of youtube without the use of youtube you can or facebook uh or twitter um, so yeah, you can do that. But when you're on anchor.fm slash muddy waters, you can also leave messages for the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor call in moment. And we are going to play those right now here. The first one is from Nullick. Hey guys, I'm calling in for the Chris Reynolds anchor call in moment. And I have a question for you guys. So try. Berlin just decided to uh, well, they, they voted to expropriate over 240,000 apartments uh, currently owned by what they call mega landlords or private real estate companies and developers and are turning them into socialized public housing. And I was wondering if you guys had any comments about that or know any more information uh, about this. It seems like a lot of folks are excited about it. And I don't know the details. Uh, what are your guys' opinion about this? And uh, thanks, guys. Knowing nothing other than what you just told me, they're going to seize it from property owners for little or no reimbursement. It's going to end up costing more to operate them uh, under of taxpayer money than it costs for the mega landlords to operate them. And the quality of the housing will plummet. Yeah. Um, I, the only question I had was they're, they're seizing this from landlords and property owners in order to make these because if so, yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, John Bartasek, will the Spotify video be live as well? No, it will not be live. It will all be, um, after the fact, but they said they might try to do that in the future, in which case, great. And you will be able to watch us there live, but that is on them to do it. That's not on a limitation on our part. So a majority of voters in Berlin want the city hall to expropriate major landlords such as Vanovia and Deutsche Wohnen. Um, it's a non-binding initiative, so it's not actually, and it doesn't look like they're actually going to do it. Which is good because if they did do that's it, good. then then that's what would happen. So apparently the East Berliners won that argument, uh, and because none of them remember what it was like in East Berlin. Maybe they can put a wall around it to make sure no one else can get in. By the way, uh, whenever a wall is built, since we're talking, I decided we're talking wall talk. (laughs) When the the Berlin Wall was there, 
they told the people of East Berlin that the reason they were putting up this wall was to keep out all those pesky West Berliners who wanted to get to their socialist utopia. Does that sound familiar? We're building this wall to keep them out? Did you know? Yes. Some fun Berlin Wall history. We almost hit World War Three over opera tickets. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I don't remember all the details of it, um, but when the Berlin Wall was still up and Reagan Reagan was president, uh, the there was a deal between East and West Germany that uh, and the rest of the world that if somebody was an ambassador to Germany, you're an ambassador to Germany, East and West. Oh, to all of Germany. Okay. Yeah. To, to Germany. Yeah. You were, you were just the German ambassador and you could just move through the wall. No problem. You would just go to the checkpoint, be like, I'm an ambassador, whatever. Right. So West Berlin, West Berlin was the socialist one, right? Was the communist no, one? No, East, East, well, East Berlin. Yeah. Technically both of them were socialist, but East Berlin was the Soviet East Berlin. one. Yeah. Okay. East yeah. Berlin. So East Berlin was having an opera that the American ambassador wanted to go to and he bought tickets for. So he went to the wall and he was like, here's my, you know, here's my thing. And the guy wouldn't let him through. Would not let him through. He's like, no, you can't come in here. And he's like, no, we have a deal. We have an agreement. So, right. you know, whatever. So he calls up Reagan who called up um, Gorbachev and he was like, he was like, Hey, um, you got to let my guy through. And while Gorbachev and Reagan were talking, the East, the East Berliners had pulled tanks up to the wall because this guy was trying to get through. So the West Berliners, they started pulling tanks up and American military started pulling tanks up and they were waiting on approval to launch missiles because they wouldn't let the ambassador go see opera. Had that happened, that would have been almost as stupid as starting World War I over one guy getting firebombed in Serbia. That's... Well, actually, no, that would have been stupider, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been even dumber. But not much dumber. And that's not, I mean, that's... I'm not going to get into that. Um, that's not why that started. That's just what we were taught. You know, like the sinking of the Lusitania is how we got it. Lusitania is how we got into it, which isn't true. And the sinking of and the sinking for for the Spanish-American War and the Gulf of Tonkin, 9-11, Pearl Harbor. Pretty much all of them. They use a lot of boats. Yeah, no, it's always a boat thing. Well, 9-11. So, man, God. So, for anybody who doesn't know, I've been working on a script for a subscriber-only episode for for our subscribers uh, all about how Woodrow Wilson created Hitler. Um, So, I've been working on this for a while. So, I've been learning so much about World War I. And Woodrow Wilson is probably without question, the worst president we've ever had. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. But also, quite possibly, the worst person who's ever lived 
outside of Hitler. But if you take out the fact that Woodrow Wilson helped create Hitler. Yeah, no, I would I would call him the worst person who ever lived, because if you look at everything from the Great Leap Forward and the Holodomer and the and the, and the Holocaust, pretty much everything after he was alive, he laid the groundwork for that. Yep. So, yeah, no, he's arguably the worst person and as in and personally was also a scumbag too it wasn't even like he was a great guy and just really really missed guy he was also a scumbag too he's a terrible person when i said if there if there is a time machine item one is kill baby woodrow wilson or teenage woodrow wilson if that makes you feel better because some people are squirmish about the baby thing 18 18 year old day he turns 18 Woodrow minute. Wilson, okay? The very minute green, the happy birth boom. So, uh, here, here's one from Midwest guy. We haven't heard from him in a while. Which, by the way, I was just in uh, Minnesota two weekends in a, in a row. And you don't have to be there long to start saying stuff like, oh, and, oh, let me sneak past by you there. So, this is going to be okay. Great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey there, Spat, Spat and Mike. Whatever. This is a Midwest guy calling in on the Christian Attorney at Law Anchor call in moment. Yeah. Moment. What the fuck are, is the deal here with um, these independent commissions, right? Sorry, I'm just a spotted cow in now. But uh, I'm just wondering here, what the fuck is wrong? What, or, you know, okay. What's up with the independent redistricting commission? What is this whole, or committees? I don't know what the fuck they're called. What's up with all this bullshit, okay? Because, you know, I to me it seems like they're just writing in, duopoly, right into the law. I don't know. Maybe I'm off base here. What do you think? I think you forgot to... at the spotted cow um so i think he's referring to in order to prevent gerrymandering it's many states will take the decision on redistricting out of the hands of the politicians where it's supposed to be out of the hands of the legislatures and put it in the hands of independent redistricting committees which is basically gerrymandering with extra steps they're given a set of rules and inevitably, they create the same thing. What What is happening? <laughs> Jacob LaBelle. <laughs> Jacob LaBelle dis- dislikes Midwest guys so much. <laughs> he says, I'm the real Midwest guy here, and I really want to fight this guy. <laughs> they should have an op-off. I think they should. Yeah, they should, def- they should have an op-off. By the way, Jacob LaBelle, shout out to J- Jacob LaBelle. Uh, Jacob. Great guy, Jacob LaBelle. What's that? Even though he's threatening. Great guy, Jacob LaBelle. Even though he's, yeah, yeah. Even though even he's though threatening, he's threatening our, violence. Our yeah, no, even though he's threatening violence. That aside, now, I don't want to give him a shout out for this. This is terrible. I don't know why he's doing this. But yeah, exactly. That's not very Minnesota nice of you there, bud. That's what Midwest guy says. So we're. <laughs> Minnesota Nice is breaking down very quickly in the comments. But anyway, so just 
so outside of how Jacob's acting now, yeah, no, this is a whole thing. Oh, now Hannah Lay, <laughs> out of nowhere. I, no, I'm the real Midwest guy. Fight me, eh? So we're going to let this simmer uh, for a bit. Uh, and then in the meantime, so Jacob LaBelle came out. One of the original Muddy Waters fans, by the way, uh, oh, yeah. Jacob LaBelle. He's been around as long as I have. And he, I think uh, he started watching right about that time. Yeah, yeah, he kind of came in the same time I did, and so he, uh, he came out to two of no three of the events, um, no two of the events uh, with uh, with um, when I was this past weekend in Minneapolis. He also brought me, um, uh, he also brought me smoked fish, which I've already eaten. Thank you, Jacob. Well, yeah, he showed me what smoked fish he got you. He sent me a picture of it. And I thought, well, that's going to last all of three minutes. I ate it today, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you heard that. Well, no, well, so what happened was I already had smoked fish here. So I ate that first. Then today I ate that smoked fish. I'm surprised you didn't just caveman ripped that thing open right in front of him and just right in front of him and eat it no do you know why do you know why he came to the bowling event and i was they had brought me um a giant smoked salmon salad which was delicious i don't it was made at a place called a smoked salmon salad yeah it was crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like a, a spring, like a mixed spring salad. And then on top of it was these just gobs of pulled smoked salmon and it was all in it. And it was, holy crap. Was that good? Oh man. It was probably like seven times my daily recommended intake for salt, but man, was that good anyway? Um, so yeah, the, the these, uh, independent redistricting committees, it's basically gerrymandering, but they can say, well, we didn't do it. The independent districting committee did it. I say do it by a freaking computer program. Like literally just input what you want, put prioritization on having as uh, diverse of a community as possible so that you don't have these racially segregated districts, which piss me off. And then also as contiguous as possible. So not these freaking weird shapes and stuff like that. And if you did that and you just plugged it in and let it make the thing and you went, okay, those are our districts. I think that would fix the problem. Uh, also, if you made districts like that, you wouldn't have the Republicans and the Democrats creating their safe districts and libertarians and others could actually have a better chance competing because it would be a more competitive district. So it would be great for everyone except the Republicans and Democrats. So here is I lo- man, I love Midwest guy. He's great. He's great. He's great. Midwest guy is great. He pisses Jacob make, LaBelle off so bad. You're going to make. He said he wanted to make it up to the cities, but he couldn't because he was pheasant hunting. Oh, wow. I mean, that's as Midwestern a response, uh, an excuse as possible. And response. Connor Cudmore says we should gerrymander libertarian districts. Those would be oddly shaped, bud. Right. but like this house and then we're gonna skip four this house over seven miles away <laughs> then it would just be like tiny dots with little lines in between them and it'd be like there there's a district we'd probably still lose it um <laughs> um okay so here it would all be shaped like 80 percent lowers <laughs> Yes. 
<laughs> oh, our yes. comment section tonight is great. This is great. Um, this. Uh, all right, here's another one from Midwest guy. Hey, thanks for such a great answer to a very difficult <laughs> question. You know, I just can't believe that the duopoly thinks that they can write themselves straight into the law like this. Okay, putting the the Republicans at four. Okay, I'm talking about Michigan here. Okay, in Michigan they have their independent uh, redistricting committee, right? Putting four Republicans and four Democrats and five independents. Oh, independents rejoice. Am I right? Wrong. Okay, that's fucking stupid. Sorry if you said that. I think that's really stupid because that means there's eight duopoly members and five independents, and that's that's uh, what we call a majority there. Okay, so it just means that the duopoly has to, you know, kind of collude. They have to collude to exclude third parties, and that's exactly what's going to happen with these. And even, you know, even with independents on there, they're just going to be Republican light and Democrat light, and that's it. Fuck it. I like that however long his question is, it goes the full 59 seconds. It goes like, It goes the full 59. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If he's done 38 seconds in, we get 20 seconds of him driving, and I love it. Um, no, you're right. That's basically what we just said. Um, that's uh, that's great. Man, I'm glad I didn't say those were good. Holy crap. Um, hate to be called stupid on my own show. Um, by a Minnesota, by, by a Midwesterner, of all things. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not – and like you said, independent doesn't mean they're not verifying that these people aren't actually. In fact, if anything, they're probably verifying that they are Republicans and Democrats, but they just call them independents. They're not officially registered. There are so many people registered independent that don't vote third party. So that's not hard. They're just they're they're cherry picking independents. You know what you could do? Find some registered libertarians and Green Party members and, and now see what happens. So now here's one from the Cajun Libertarian. Hey, Matt and Spike, Cajun Libertarian here. Your favorite personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor calling moment, caller, calling on the muddied waters of freedom. My second favorite podcast, only next to the Cajun Libertarian Live. You should go check it out. I know that guy. Pretty cool. Anyway, public service announcement. If you are a parent that is afraid of attending your school board meeting in fear of being on a government or FBI watch list? Have no fear. You can employ me to speak on your behalf against government mandates, including, but not limited to, mass mandates for children and vaccine mandates for children. I will gladly do this for you. You don't even have to pay me. Just pay for my travel, lodging, and food, and I will gladly come to your town and speak at your school board meeting, considering I'm already a part of about a dozen government watch lists already. Thank you very much. The Cajun Libertarian signing off. Muddy Wars of Freedom. Yay, yay. <laughs> wow, that's a good, that was a beautiful that might be the best sign off we've ever had um yeah so yeah definitely everyone should hit up uh noel if they want someone to come and yell at their school board so incidentally there were these reports that the fbi was going out to deal with violent anti-maskers that are threatening people implying or not actually not implying explicitly making it seem as though there were actual violence and threats of violence there has been none. They put them out there in case there were. Really, they put them out there so the media would say that they were going out there to deal with it. There has been nothing. There's been yelling. There's been anger. There's been people yeah. saying, my kid came home with a different mask because he's a kid. 
and what do you expect them to do they are trading masks with their friends this is doing nothing to slow the spread of the virus in fact your own cdc's uh the cdc's own study on mask mandates demonstrated that there was no difference in the spread of covid between the schools that had mask mandates for students and the ones who didn't that that didn't seem to make any difference at all and that the real difference was by having more ventilation that was really the only thing that truly improved uh slowing the spread was having more air in the building which would make perfect sense Got to be no, careful what you're saying, been... Spike. Go ahead. Got to be careful what you're saying. You don't want to piss off Frances Haugen. Frances, oh no! Well, we'll talk about her. I don't want to have my whistle blown. Later. I don't want my whistle blown. Um, the uh, by her. By what? By her. By her. By her. By her. But so yeah, no. There has there is no threat. It's parents that are upset. And so now they're trying to go, oh, look at these violent anti-maskers. They're very upset. I've seen people upset recently and also yelling, and we weren't told that they were violent. Some of them were. Most of them weren't, though, but some of them were. Yeah. Some of them were. None of them were. None of them were. mostly peaceful all right so here is uh here is the neck here's our final uh call in for the uh for the week what's popping guys so i went down to take a nap at like 2 30 for like an hour and now it's eight o'clock but you know that's okay because um i could be exposed to my weekly radical content anyways yes I've been trying to convert a lot of my friends to, um, you know, to embrace some form of libertarianism, and usually I can get them over on the drug legalization side and things like that, but when it comes to, like, lower taxes, uh, gun rights, that's where I kind of just smack into a wall. Mm -hmm. Um, Any suggestions on that would be awesome, because um, I would really like to pull some more people over on that end as well. Uh, enjoy the pod i'm enjoying the podcast and everything uh you guys have a good night thank you gavin did you have any thoughts you wanted to say so first uh yeah first of all uh i appreciate you playing a little nap roulette today and um (laughs) you won you won nap roulette when you go down for an hour and you wake up five and a half hours later that's winning nap roulette um (laughs) some man I don't win as often as I used to at Nap Roulette, but the other day on Monday, yesterday, I I, I won and I won big and it was wonderful. Um, but uh, yeah, so the fact you get them on drug legalization first and then they kind of back off on others is shocking because uh, usually that's where I have that's where I have my biggest issue is drug legalization. Um. When it comes to talking about guns or taxes or other things, uh, you got to be careful when you're when, when taxes. You have to be careful uh, because you don't want to just hit them with taxation as theft or taxation as extortion, right. uh, and sh- and show the example. You know, and you can't just hit them with that and be like, "Well, if somebody came up and robbed you of your money at gunpoint, that would be theft, right?" Uh, and if you don't pay your taxes, are they going to like that argument? Isn't going to work. They don't care. Um, instead, what you need to show them is where the tax money is going. And I think we have 
I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but I think we have somewhere around 17 trillion in tax income every year. I think I don't remember the exact number. Um, And yet we are consistently running at a deficit. So you have to point out the unnecessary spending that they are doing and say, and many of them will then say, well, yeah, but we just need to get rid of these programs. And then you say, okay, well, which programs would you keep? And when they tell you which programs they would keep, you say, well, would you pay for those programs? Mm -hmm. And if they say yes, then you can say, well, then you don't need taxes. Yes. And when we're talking about guns, um, when you're talking about guns, ask which guns they're okay with them owning. Ask which ones they're like, no, that's fine. You, you know, you can own handguns. You can own ARs. You know, just maybe not full autos. Find out which guns they aren't okay with owning, or which weapons they aren't okay with owning, and then ask, why is it okay for those in power to have these weapons, but not you? Is it because they're trained? What if? What if that? What if you're trained? What if you have taken the time to go train yourself on these weapons? Um, why shouldn't you be able to protect yourself in the way that they would be fighting against you? Like always, you want to always bring it back to the why on why they believe that. The why on why they believe that, and then try to. Um, show them where their why expands to include what they aren't including. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's, those are, it's basically the Socratic method. You're, you're making them think through why they're saying what they're saying and bringing them to the conclusion of why, why they're wrong. Um, one thing I would say, so if you've got people that are cool with the drug legalization, not so much with the tax decreases and the gun stuff, it sounds like you're talking to people that are more on the left. And that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, more than likely, someone who is on the left is primarily concerned with what they perceive as protecting the poor, the marginalized, the disadvantaged, those who can't provide for themselves and so forth. And so when they talk about raising taxes and you know uh, increasing spending and increasing programs, or when they see things like you know, re- re- um, you know gun control and reducing supply to guns, they don't see it as authoritarianism or, or you know raising taxes and this kind of stuff. They don't see it as authoritarianism. They see it as helping people who can't provide for themselves and making those people who can't pay for it. They see it as protecting those who can't protect themselves and you know uh, uh, oh, getting rid of the, the the what's that i was way off yeah uh 2020 was 3.5 trillion in taxes oh okay in yeah tax I mean, revenue, I was way off yeah yeah so you know they see this as helping people they don't see it as hurting people very rarely do you have someone who's like my policy is to hurt people i want people to suffer screw people um, so you have to, you know, on gun rights, when I talk to people on the left, I talk about things like the Black Panthers. I talk about people like John Brown. Um, I talk about people like, um, uh, Ro- uh, not Rosa Parks, uh, Harriet Tubman. Um, I talk about the fact that guns are the reason that all black people weren't rounded up and genocided after slavery was ended. Because had they not been able to defend themselves, that's what would have happened. There was more than enough people who wanted to do that, and they had more than enough firepower, and not because of private gun ownership. They were in charge of government. 
So had there been gun control, and if that gun control had magically been able to stop everyone, every private owner from owning firearms, which it wouldn't, just would have stopped the poor and marginalized from being able to do so. If that had happened, every black person would be dead right now, or would have been rounded up and, and you know deported to you know somewhere in Africa or whatever. Or they would have been forced into, uh, they would have done to them what they did to the natives when they would um, disarm them. They would have forced them into reservations where they'd be treated terribly. Every bit of, every terrible outcome you can think of was prevented by the fact that black people owned guns. And it's this thing that, you know, historians, uh, you know, left-wing historians have to dance around when they talk about the struggles of black people. They have to dance around the fact that it was the fact that they had guns that allowed them to fight off people who were often outnumbered them and outgunned them and were more powerful than them. They were able to fight back just enough for pe the for the for the people that were trying to kill them to back off and go, okay, fine, you can live today. That's and that has always been the case. Um, you can talk about, you know, stats on how much more likely a police officer is to murder someone than, uh, you know, than a civilian. You, you can do all these things. Um, I would focus on that. Um, you can get into uh, the fact that, you know, uh, once you've started that conversation, when they say stuff like, what about mass shootings? You can say, if you had a gun and you wanted to kill a bunch of people, where would you go? Somewhere that had other people had guns or somewhere where you're the only one with guns. Like make them think these things through. When it comes to taxes and spending, I just ask them what happens when, uh, and you can use this on people on the right too, because a lot of people on the right are convinced, well, you know, we should be making, you know, these, these wealthy corporations pay the taxes. That's become a very popular, that's why Joe Biden keeps saying this bill costs $0 and it's the rich paying for it. That's popular. Tax the rich is popular, even on the right. Just ask them, what do you think they're going to do when they get this additional taxes? Do you think they're going to just eat it? Or do you think they're going to add it to the price of the goods and services that they sell you? So then who's really paying the taxes? All taxation is not just theft. It's regressive. But like Matt said, saying all taxation is theft and extortion. Once you start driving down that taxes are bad and how they're bad from like a, a utilitarian perspective, then you can start saying, and the reason they don't work is because it's extortion and extortion will never work. But if you lead with that, people who have heard their whole lives that taxes are necessary, they'll go, well, yeah, it's bad, but how else are we going to fund stuff? And it's or frustrating. Or the social contract. Yeah, the social contract, all of that. Oh, it's a price we, it's a, it's a membership fee to, to be a part of this society that I hate it, and, 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 and constantly uh, It's the rent against. you pay to live in America. To live in America. What is this? I actually say, I have said at some point in my life. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. We all said things we regret. But what I you know, agree, so if these are people that are that are protesting for things, you know, ask them the stuff that they're protesting against and whatever they say, you can say your taxes paid for that and your taxes paid to protect the people who did that. So just make them, you know, examine and you can use the, the questioning method like like Matt was saying, Socratic method um, to to get them to do it. But from there, anytime you talk to someone, figure out their pretext, their concerns and argue it from that. You don't argue someone who's on the left from a right-wing perspective. You argue them from their perspective, from what they care about. Same thing with the other other side, too. So that will conclude the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor call-in moment. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions. Uh, be sure to go to anchor.fm slash muddywaters to submit questions, and we will answer them next week.
That's right. Uh, Derek Ambrose put in the comments, what about my roads? And it reminded me one, you know, where we're going, we don't need them, but yes. uh, we answer that. We answer that every, every Tuesday, roughly about 10 o'clock. Um, but in Saturday night lives opening segment this week, where they get uh, it's their 47th season opener. Um, they have a new guy playing Biden who actually did a pretty decent job at playing Biden. And he's not like a huge celebrity, but they were talking about the build back better plan and uh, mansion and cinema not wanting to vote for it. Cause they said it was too much. And Biden's like trying to bring the two sides together. And it was actually really, it was the first time that I thought Saturday night live did something that was remotely funny. But then at one point he goes, what about roads? We all like roads. And I died laughing because I thought every libertarian watching this right now is like, no, no. And then Manchin was like, I love roads. That's where trucks live. And cinema goes, no roads. And he goes, why not? And she said, chaos. Even though she was a massive reason. Yeah. I, they, they hit her so hard and not even well, because she was a massive reason that the infrastructure bill got to where it was. was she helped negotiate. Chaos. Give me a break. These people. Yeah. Saturday night live. When Norm McDonald was the, I don't want to say that. Uh, Colin Quinn was, I think the last good SNL weekend update correspondent. I wouldn't and, even say that. Because he he had the unfortunate event of following Norm Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald and Dennis Miller, who were the two greatest correspondents back to back. I remember when Norm McDonald McDonald took over for uh, Dennis Miller, people were like, oh, poor Norm McDonald. What's he going to do? And then meanwhile, he became the greatest weekend update correspondent ever. But Dennis Miller, who was... If Norm Macdonald didn't exist, Dennis Miller would be head and shoulders above. Well, he already was head and shoulders above every everyone else, except for Norm Macdonald, who was even better than him. And, you know, now, uh, uh, you know, now. And then Colin Quinn was good. It, it, Colin, Colin Quinn was, was good. good. And then after that, it's just been shit. Um, yeah, then you had it, it, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did it for a while. And then uh, now... You have Colin Jost and Michael Che, and God, is it not good. Oh, and you had Seth Meyers in there. Seth Meyers did it for a little bit. And the only thing good about Seth Meyers was, uh... oh, my God, what's that character's name? Stefan. I never watched Seth Meyers. I know he has a a late-night show now, but I can't be bothered. They have. But, yeah, Stefan, Stefan was great. Here is what happened. You okay? Is there someone outside my house with a flashlight? Oh, that's my wife. Um, that was weird. Here is what happened with uh, um, with uh, with Saturday Night Live and Late Night and all of that. And it was actually Norm Macdonald who said this a few years ago. The Daily Show with Don- John Stewart. John Stewart was a comedian who also had very strong political opinions. Oh no, it's a, it's a headline. Had very strong political opinions and he carried uh, The Daily Show. Now, John Stewart was definitely center left. He was definitely on the left, 
uh, but he also was willing to he was not partisan in the way that we see now like he would easily criticize democrats and republicans and everyone else um and he was actually funny and he was smart and knew stuff even if he didn't agree with him on everything he actually followed the news and had a formed opinion about it and he revolutionized and and and, and the daily show revolutionized the fact that now a majority of people were getting their news from comedians up until then that wasn't the case norm mcdonald would say and now the fake news and it was like literally like this is not news don't take this seriously john stewart was like this is we're going to do it in a funny way but take it seriously and then when that happened everything changed in late night in in snl it now became we all have to be not just comedians we have to be truth teller comedians if you're george carlin you get to do that because george carlin knew what the hell he was talking about if you're john stewart you get to do that because john stewart knew what the hell he was talking about if you're some schmuck comedian who just follows whatever this schmuck comedian is saying and you're not really vetting anything and you're not holding people accountable if they're on the same side as you and you're not funny then you're just making it terrible and that has actually been a major contributor to this cancel culture that's happening in stand-up comedy where you can't just be funny you have to go and make a a routine about how terrible donald trump is and how terrible uh uh uh, how terrible uh the patriarchy is and how terrible people who don't get vaccinated are and how terrible it is that people don't support joe biden and how terrible it is that people don't support the me too movement except when it applies to joe biden because then they're terrible for believing women who say that joe biden raped them and it's it's now it's terrible and it's it's destroying comedy um it's destroying comedy yes and i don't think john stewart meant to do that but he did well they they took what he did and then they destroyed right and i mean john stewart wasn't the original host of the daily show um no craig uh craig kilburn craig kilburn and i loved i he was great. And then when they brought John Stewart in, I watched it for a little bit, but it wasn't the same as when Craig Kilborn did it because John Stewart, Craig Kilborn, he was giving you the news and he was making it funny, even though he wasn't a comedian. Um, and then when they brought John Stewart and John Stewart at the beginning, John, like he was good, but by the end, he had a lot of anger involved in everything he was reporting. So all of his comedy was coming from a place of anger, which Craig Kilborn never got there. No. And that's part of the reason that John Stewart left was because he was tired of being angry. He's now got a new show on Apple TV um, that I haven't watched yet, but I plan on it. Um, but the daily show has pumped out a ton of great, great comedians who then fell by the wayside. Uh, Stephen Colbert is the easiest to name because Stephen Colbert yes. at one point, was one of the funniest individuals on television. Like, it wasn't close. He was better than Stuart, in my opinion. He was better than any of the late-night hosts. And then he got his late-night gig, and he took over for Letterman and got the late show, the late, late, which one's he, late-night or late show? Late show. Uh, is that, I think that's late night late show is after the tonight show i think it's late night i might be wrong okay late night um and then he took over late night for letterman and i was like this is gonna be great 
And apparently they said, okay, we are going to tie your hands completely and turn you into more of a left-wing lapdog than Jimmy Kimmel is. And Jimmy Kimmel, who was hilarious when he was on When Ben Stein's Money and on The Man Show. The the Man Show. Yeah, he was hilarious on that. And then he goes out and he talks about things that people said and people did from back in the day that they should be canceled for now. And I'm thinking, man, I watched the man show with you and uh, you and Adam Carolla, and you should definitely not be throwing any stones because you said and did a lot of stuff that you would be on TV crying about today saying, this is just not right. This shouldn't be. If you, him, he he literally did blackface as Carl Malone. Carl Malone. I couldn't remember which basketball player. But and he yeah. wasn't just doing blackface like you put on black and say, oh, hi, I'm Malcolm X. He goes, this here, Carl Malone. He was making fun of the fact that Carl Malone talked like a stereotypical Southern black guy. Yep. And did it in blackface. He was not just doing blackface in that he was wearing a blackface. He was doing minstrel comedy. On top of but, yeah. all of the misogynistic stuff that you would see on the man show. Oh, that and today he he'd be on like, trampolines and yeah. 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 On top of all of that, like today he like he somehow has made it past all of the cancel culture stuff. And I think it's because he will get on TV and weep openly uh, whenever a tragedy happens. And they're like, no, don't mess with him because... 80 year olds oh, watch his show and he did he did a fat suit blackface parody of oprah yes he did i forgot about that yeah jimmy fallon did blackface yep jimmy fallon did blackface and i think stephen colbert might be the only one who hasn't but he did that vaccine sketch the other day that was so terrible and it may have been the death of late night comedy which what was that yeah john the vaccine have you not seen this oh my god it's so bad he's he's sitting there and he was talking about he was like he was pushing vaccines he was like all you have to do is get the vaccine but it was spelled like s-c-e-n-e scene like it's a scene man oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i haven't seen the whole thing but i saw enough of it to be like oh okay this is terrible it's it was the worst moment of late night television I have seen ever. And it, like in recent years, that is an I watched almost every episode of the Magic Johnson hour. And this was worse. I saw every episode of Chevy Chase. This was worse. Yeah, I I and honestly, if I, if if Jimmy Kimmel gets canceled for it, good. Good, he deserves if it. People get if they get canceled for this, good because they're the ones pushing this the hardest. They're the ones putting that corporate smiley face on it. Good. You know, good. Hung by your own, hung by your own news. Um, hoisted by your hoisted own by your own petard. Hoisted by your own petard. Um, so speaking of Facebook, I mean, this kind of is about that. Uh, you know, in case you were saying, well, that's okay, because I'll just go to social media where I'm only lightly censored. Surely 
uh, they're not going to make it worse. And you know what? I heard there's a whistleblower, and I bet she's out there fighting for our rights and and, and letting us be able to speak our mind. That's what a, a actual whistleblower would do instead of a plant for the DNC and probably Mark Zuckerberg himself. So certainly that's what's happening, right, Matt? One, yeah, you know that would be my definition of what a whistleblower would do. Um, so. Over the weekend, the Facebook whistleblower, Francis Haugen, 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 took the world by storm. Um, and she appeared on 60 Minutes to talk about the atrocities being committed at Facebook. Now, many of you are probably out there thinking, as if our very intelligent audience already doesn't know where this is leading, uh, expecting someone who would be thinking it would be someone out there who is saying we're committing atrocities like censorship and silencing of political dissidents and, um, you know, trying to kick pages off that, you know, the, that the hardcore left would want to see kicked off, you know, maybe somebody like copyright and trademark claims. And in the course of doing my duties, I noticed other things that were going on on accounts. And that is why I came forward. Or, you know, might be saying, other things that apparently I didn't upload the video for because I think I was doing the upload while that was processing. But you'd be wrong. But but you would be wrong. (laughs) You would be wrong. Instead, she's saying Facebook has not done enough, has not done enough to silence people and end hate speech and controversies because she lost a friend to online conspiracies. And she doesn't want to see that happen to anybody else. Yeah. Now, and also, if you lost a friend to online conspiracies, it's because you're a shitty friend. Yeah, or they are. One of you is or both. Lost a friend to online conspiracy. Online. What it what what that sounds like is they wouldn't agree with me on this thing, and so I un, I I block and I unfriended, blocked, and reported them. Yes. And Facebook didn't stop them from having that opinion. While I worked there. While I worked there, because I'm very emotionally worked. adjusted. Right. Now, from internal documents that she leaked to 60 Minutes, uh, the stats say Facebook hasn't done as well as many of us would say it seems they have done. I don't have that either. Did I I not upload that either? No, you didn't upload that. Let me double check. Let me see here. What the fuck? Got the candle thing, though. Well, that's... You got the... Put the candle thing up. <laughs> Let's, we'll put the candle thing... Okay, hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me just... We'll go and put the candle thing up. Here, hold on. Let me, let me just grab the candle thing. And we'll say it's the thing that... Okay. It's the thing. The pilot's going Yeah, so, I mean, she, she hang definitely... On, hang, hang on, people. Holy crap. Is, is, is a Rosar Trust there? Oh, it's big. Because it's for a 
it's for a uh it's literally crashing my obs I, i'm gonna i it was started oh. acting yeah we're not gonna show that yeah so, don't don't do it anyway so they're not so, doing well at the thing at what she yeah what so she's uh, saying they need to do. well that is stupid and awful um project veritas is now in the drive um <laughs> Because I anyway, can't, I don't know how that happened. Go go ahead, go ahead with the other stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, apparently Facebook is saying that they have correctly uh, reached. They have stopped six percent of all hate speech and violent. I didn't write any of this down because I was like, it's in the video. Uh, six six percent of all hate speech and violent atrocities on Facebook um, that they have attempted to stop, and less than less than one percent of something, less than one percent of something else uh, that she felt needed to be no longer on Facebook. This is the best part of today's show right now. Um, <laughs> and all all of that deleted content is basically Muddy Waters Media and everyone we collaborate with. Right. Um, that video is now on Drive if you want to try to grab it. but okay. I've, I've got the Project Veritas and I've got the... What's the other one? Best, best in the World. world. Okay, huh? All right, let me let me play. The best, best in the world one. has has the important information. All right, here we go. Moneyed. Best in the world. They're gonna hear it. You're not. That's fine. Well, one study she found from this year. The, the things says, I need to know are. We estimate that we may action as little as three to five percent of hate, and about six tenths of one percent of violence and incitement on Facebook, despite being the best in the world at it. Three to five percent of hate speech, and less than one and less than one percent of violence and incitement. Now, like Spike said, most of that apparently comes from Muddied Waters Media and or the people we collaborate with. Um, now, what she is saying, what she is saying. Well, she's saying a lot of things, but she wants everyone to know that when companies like Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp aren't censored, aren't being sent, aren't censored to that one coming. Man, that's a poorly worded sentence. She is saying that she wants Facebook, uh, WhatsApp, and Instagram to only say the things that she thinks should be online. Right. And when we don't, when Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram don't do this, it erodes the trust in society. When we live in an information environment that is full of angry, hateful, polarizing content, it erodes our civic trust, it erodes our faith in each other, it erodes our ability to want to care for each other. The version of Facebook that exists today is tearing our societies apart and causing ethnic violence around the world. This is literally, she is upset that she lost a friend 
or she she gave up on a friend because they had an opinion she didn't like and so therefore all of society is crumbling this is the most white woman thing i have ever seen in my life this is the most karen nonsense i've ever seen this is literally a woman who is saying if you don't uh, if you allow people to say things that i think are wrong then society has failed and so social media has to kick off everything that exists so that I can feel like everyone believes that what I believe and I'm not challenged on it. And that's violence. Francis is the new Karen. Yes. Which works out so well because that's Beto's middle name. Wow. I mean, it's spelled differently, but you know. I'm stealing Um, it it right now. (laughs) Um... There we go. Right. And the problem, the problem with what Karen Francis is uh, recommending here is she only wants one line of dialogue to be allowed. She wants them to only say what Francis deems acceptable is acceptable. Literally her. Yeah. Literally her. Literally her. Her. Um, some of the parts that we didn't get it, get in here uh, is where she talks about Instagram and how uh, Instagram causes young girls to want to commit suicide because Instagram just feeds you photos of uh, the Photoshopped uh, airbrushed women uh, who go to the gym and get collagen implants all day long. And it makes them feel bad about themselves. This is the same argument that I used to hear about beauty magazines. They used to say, Oh, Cosmo and uh, L and some other beauty magazines that I don't know the names of uh, are terrible because they make our daughters wish that they look like these supermodels and it's causing eating disorders. Same argument, same argument. But today on Capitol Hill, when Ted Cruz was like, Hey, uh, can you explain to me where you got this data from uh, the woman who, who was testifying could not answer. She said, well, we have these two studies. And he goes, yeah, I'm assuming you have more than two. And she goes, yeah, we haven't released those. And he goes, why haven't you released those? And she goes, well, because, you know, and she wouldn't answer the question. And it's because those studies don't say it. They were only releasing the studies that do say it. Which is cherry picking data, which is what the conspiracy theorists are conf- are, are accused of of cherry picking data to, to point to what they want, and let, yet they're literally doing that. They're suppressing data and not releasing data that doesn't back up what they're trying to say, even if that's the majority of the data. But we're not allowed to say that because that's tearing apart our society. And Francis is losing friends because they're allowed to have opinions and express them differently than her. And if you were to ask Francis, I don't know, let's say 18 months ago, to pick a random month, 18 months ago, uh, on if you were to say, hey, should I post that even though people say that you don't need a mask, but possibly it might be helpful for you to wear a mask, should I post that? She would go, no, if you post that, People will go out and they'll buy masks and then the healthcare workers won't have them and masks don't actually do anything. But then months later, she would go, don't post anything about not wearing masks because everybody needs to wear masks. And 
She would probably really hate it if you posted something now about how the paper masks that everybody wears in order to just get in places have a, what, 10% efficacy rate against the virus? Yep. Basically, yep, pretty much. Yep, you're, 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 they have very little efficacy rate. In fact, on the box, it says this does not protect you from viruses. This does not protect, <laughs> like, right. So a surgical mask, a paper, I was talking with a doctor about this this weekend. The purpose of a surgical mask is in surgery situations, in hospital situations, it reduces the amount of expectorant that you put out. Oh, by the way, most surgeons now have been using N95 masks, even before all of this, because it actually stops all of your expectorants from, from coming out. That's That's been the case for a, a while now. Um, a, a paper surgical mask is largely used just to make it so that if you're spitting, if you're mouth breathing, which uh, surgeons tend to mouth breathe because they're in very high stress situations, their pulse goes up and all of that. And so it is just making it so that you don't get saliva on an open body that has its organs exposed. It does not stop you from getting or spreading anything to or from anyone else in that room or that patient. It is literally just about keeping spit and snot out uh, if you accidentally sneeze or whatever else keeping it you're in a tight room you're typically in tight quarters and if you sneeze it goes all over the place if you cough it goes all over the place it's about keeping as little of that out as as much of that out as possible from the open gaping body that is that is often open and 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 you know organs exposed or even if it's laparoscopic there are open wounds and they're just trying to keep that from getting inside of a human being which can cause infections that's it it doesn't stop or slow the spread of viruses it can help a little if everyone uses them the same way they do in hospital conditions where they're taking them off regularly and replacing them where they're not touching them constantly where they have it completely over or their face them. or trading them as the kids are doing um then you can slightly reduce the spread of the virus maybe oh also it has to be coupled with things like keeping a safe and healthy distance from people and stuff like that there but just telling everyone wear a mask so that then they can't see each other's faces when they're talking so they get even closer i've seen that in the airport so many times where it's loud in there and people can't hear so they're right there and you can see the mask moving while they're talking and the masks are almost touching while they're doing this i'm like oh yeah they're super safe right now and people yeah. actually are less likely to keep their distance if they're wearing one because they think it's a freaking force field. It is such nonsense. And me saying that would have Francis horrified that Facebook and YouTube are allowing me to say this right now. Well, she didn't go against YouTube um, because she didn't work there. Yeah, that's a good point. She, they blamed the, the atrocities in Myanmar on Facebook in that 60 minute are you really so where where that cuts off at the end of that last video where she's talking about um ethnic uh cultural genocide or whatever she said there at the end yeah she said this is and then the the 60 minutes news guy uh said this is like how the armies in Myanmar used Facebook to plan the atrocities that they were going to use against the current people. And I was like, sake. I don't think that's Facebook's fault. I don't see this as Facebook's issue because they could have used Google Drive to do that. 
They could have used walkie-talkies to do to blame Facebook for the atrocities that happened in Myanmar downplays the atrocities that happened in Myanmar to blame it on Facebook. So I just uh, so forget so, about yeah forget forget about talking about uh, the mono, mono, the monoclonal mono, monoclonal antibodies yeah thank you I was like I can never that word always messes me up monoclonal antibodies and the efficacy of those treatments for people who have COVID versus the vaccine forget talking about any of that. Forget talking about any of the alternative methods that you see people talking about, like the ivermectins or whatever else, or the pill that's about to come out from Merck, uh, which is, you know, Pfizer mectin. Um, it's literally re re reformulated re-branded I- so they can charge more. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, forget about any of that. If you were if you were to sit there and say natural immunity is better three weeks ago. She would be like, no, that person needs to be off. They are a dangerous individual. Kick that person off. And once Israel released the study, she would have been like, well, no, that person still deserved to be off because there was no way for them to really know that. What Karen, Francis, what Francis is fighting for is not equality. It is not uh, it, it, it is not freedom. It's not anything like that. Instead, she is fighting for more authoritarian tactics online and because she is now protected by the whistleblower act and because she's going to go in front of Cong- she went in front of congress today to talk more about it they are going to potentially at facebook and instagram and whatsapp you know that messaging app that you all use to send sensitive data back and forth um they are going to go they're going to crack down across all of these platforms and you are going to see a rash like you haven't seen before of people getting kicked off uh people getting kicked off facebook just gone pages gone profiles gone and it's because people like francis the new karen francis don't want anybody out there to hear a dissenting point of view yep and just uh, I, some breaking news here. I'm looking at some information that's been brought to my attention. Uh, she has a long history of this. She's also working uh, with Democrat operatives. Um, and uh, it appears that she's also working with... Uh, hold on. Um, Jen Psaki's um, uh, former PR team... Um, but here's here's the more important thing because yes she's a left winger she's gonna go with these center left groups um in her previous role at pinterest francis was behind a change to give users the option to filter searches to specific skin tones uh at gigster she gave a talk on how uh the necessity to end enshrining bias uh with an eye towards inclusion I don't know what that means. Uh, in 2015, she complained that Google was not inclusive enough of women and that most of the women they were hiring were trans women and not cis women. That might sounds like a turf. 
Yeah, she might be a turf. Uh, uh, let's see. And then it says she made a bunch of can- contributions to Democrats. I don't care about that because the reality is she's a Democrat. And she's free to do that. But this is like she has a history of doing this. She works at tech companies and then, you know, complains that they're biased and then quits and tells everyone. Um, yeah, no, she's definitely the new Karen. Karen was kind of played out anyway, so this is better. So um, yeah, Frank, Francis is Francis is a much. It's been updated, and it also includes Robert Francis O'Rourke. Yeah, I said that works perfectly because it's also Beta O'Rourke's middle name. Yep. So get like I honestly I I personally believe. And you can you can disagree with me, you know, whatever. I don't care. Um, I personally believe that Facebook is going to, to what? What do we mean by turf? What's the R in oh, turf? I know. So trans trans exclusive radical feminists. So the original radical okay, feminists right. say that transgender, the idea of transgenderism is just more patriarchy. Men claiming to be women and trying to crowd out the female space by claiming to be women themselves and that it's just another example of men trying to take over everything including being women so they pointed at like caitlin jenner being named woman of the year and saying look men are even insisting on being woman of the year they can't allow women to have anything to themselves uh and then they go further to say that you know letting trans women in women's spaces like bathrooms and locker rooms leads to more violence against women they claim and that it's just even if it doesn't lead to violence against women it's just making it so women don't aren't allowed to have any space to themselves and that you know um but it's always it's not just that they're against transgender people it's that transgender people are actually just another um, another manifestation of the patriarchy is basically what a term right. is. Trans exclusive like, uh, radical feminist. Laurel Hubbard, the trans weightlifter but from New Zealand. Yeah. She was named New Zealand's uh, sportswoman of the year by New Zealand's yeah. University of Otago. And TERFs would not be okay with that. No. Turfs would not be. Turfs would say that's an example of patri- the patriarchy, men not allowing women to have their own space, and that they're taking it over right. through tran- transgenderism, um, and that you know they basically want to crowd out women even in their own spaces. Is basically what that is. Yes, I'm. Yes, I am, th- Mister. Just because I am mansplaining turfs and explaining it, but I was asked so in my defense. I was asked what a turf is, we so were, I answered it. Yeah, we we were asked. Um... <laughs> And I have some very close people in my in my life who are turfs, and they are they're pretty radical about it. Yeah, apparently Dave Chappelle. Why I know it as well as I do because I hear it a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, J.K. Rowling was labeled a turf. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's. Anyway, um, I think that we're going to see a mass deletion of many pages. So if that's the case, for all of you watching us on Facebook, join us on Anchor and Spotify. (laughs) Join us on Anchor and Spotify. You won't be able to watch or listen live, but you know where you can watch and listen to us live every day of the week? Float.app, F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P, float.app. We will never, ever 
be banned from there. Um, unless they get banned. But float exists, we will always be on there. Yes. We will always be on there. Um, so if you can't find us and on Tuesday nights, you're like, oh God, where do I go? Um, float.app. Find us there. Uh, we will always, always be there. And we are working on a way that we will be able to stream live to our page as well. So not to worry. Yeah, in there fact, will be we a are on there. This. We're actually on there right now. So if you go to float.app slash muddywatersmedia slash live, you can watch us live every time that we're live there. It's Very actually fun. a really good experience. They don't, um, they don't, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a, it's a really, really good experience. Um, so yeah, go over there and uh, yeah, floats better. Um, so what that's the show. Um, I am. Um, they, I'm going to show everybody what it looks like on float, but they won't be able to tell because they're not watching on float. But the the quality is crystal clear. Yeah, the quality is good. The quality it's is every bit as good as YouTube. Clear. Yeah, it's better than Facebook. Uh, Midwest guy, no, they do not have an iOS app um for good reason uh kingsley edwards the founder he came on and explained why they weren't going to have an ios app um but if you go to float.app in your browser you can create a shortcut on your home screen much like i have done right here yeah no and it works just as well as using it on the app works or on the browser they've made it so it works very you know how usually like social media it's they like make like a dumbed down version on the browser it works great on a mobile browser it, it it's the same as the app was on the on the browser um so yeah no it's it's fantastic um and uh he also says you can also uh, find us on twitch like midwest guy does and it'll be yeah, a while we're before twitch. we're kicked off twitch yeah it will take a minute um, someone said, who, uh, Avery Rumberger said, Spike, did you ever think about speaking at a university? I've actually spoken at a couple during the campaign. Um, not so much this year, but, uh, I gave a couple of, um, of commencement addresses, uh, by zoom, uh, to some graduating classes, uh, over the summer. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to speak, uh, happy to speak anywhere. Anyone who wants to come speak with me, reach out to me and I, I can have them, I can come and speak at your university so that's the uh that is the show uh we have good news uh the good news is that uh tomorrow my guest tomorrow on the money on my fellow americans is larry sharp larry sharp has just announced that he's running for governor and yes i know he's saying i'm thinking of running for governor that's the law he has to do an exploratory committee and he has to word it a certain way he's running for governor larry sharp is running for governor and uh i'm excited and we're gonna have him on to talk about why he's running and uh and uh we got some other exciting stuff coming up with larry too, uh, too but i can't i can't tell you yet and then matt you've got the writer's block and your guest on thursday, on thursday and your guest who's your guest my guest is uh nate adkins and you might be thinking you heard that last week you did and you would be right. You did. You definitely heard that last week. And for some reason, I blame Spike for him not appearing, but I can't say why. It's not, <laughs> it's not Spike's fault. It might be Brian's fault. I'm not sure because uh, Nate had to cancel last minute because he had an opportunity to speak at a at a candidate forum or something like that. Yeah. Um, so 
I understand why he did it. Meanwhile, we had a fantastic weekend. Nate, Nate's a great speaker. People were, he's doing a great campaign there. Uh, then on Friday uh, at the uh, Friday at 9:30 Eastern, join uh, Noel and Nullick for uh, Cajun and Eskimo from Bayou to Igloo, right here on Muddy Waters Media. Uh, then this weekend, uh, join me at in Chicago. Wait, is it Chicago? Where is it? Where is this convention? I was just oh, looking yeah. up Jason's next guest, and God, that's that's like Jack Casey level. OP Illinois 2021 State Convention. It's in Chicago, I think. It's. I have no idea. Well, on the website, they have picked the two worst pictures of me and and Justin. <laughs> um. Anyway, it is. Did they in... pick the one of you from middle school with the middle hair part? The worst adult picture of me um, <laughs> they have picked. It's in Bradley, Illinois, which looks like it's about 45 minutes south of Chicago or an hour south of Chicago uh, in Bradley, Illinois. And, um, well, no, that's the hotel. Hold on. Where is the actual? Oh, so you're flying into Chicago. Where is the convention? I have no idea. I'm trying to figure that out as well. Where is the freaking? Um... Uh, Kankakee. Oh, Kankakee. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's in Kankakee, Illinois. Yes, beautiful Kankakee, Illinois. Um, so join me there this weekend. We're going to have all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, if you wanted to sit next to me at the dinner, that's apparently already sold out for me and Justin. But uh, you could certainly come, and I'd be happy to talk with you. I'm going to be there for the pretty much the whole thing. Then uh, on Monday, join Jason Lyon right here on Muddy Waters Media for Mr. America, the Bearded Truth. His guest is I don't I don't see who his guest is. His guest is Spike Cohen. Oh. And they are going to be talking about qualified immunity. Fantastic. I can't wait to talk with him. Talk with Jason Lyon on October the 11th. I knew that. Then join us right back here next week. Same money place, same money time for another fantastic episode of the Muddy Waters Freedom where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the increasingly dystopic, black-pilled, anarchist propagandists that we are who are tearing society apart. Matt, if someone were trying to find us on the internet, if you will, uh, is that still possible after Francis Hogan, or is it not? And if so, how can people find us? So, so far, it is still possible, even after Francis Karen Hogan um, and her blistering whistleblower announcement uh, over the weekend. But... Um, if you're one of those old school listeners, the type of person who sits there and says, you know what? I don't want to look Matt and Spike in their beautiful blue eyes. Your eyes are blue, right? Yeah. In their beautiful, beautiful blue eyes with their rugged yet boyish good looks. You can find every episode at anchor.fm Anchor. slash muddied waters. You're tearing us apart. You're tearing us apart. Everything's crumbling. <laughs> You're 
tearing me apart, Lisa. I'm dying. I'm dying. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> While you're at anchor, you can leave us messages that we will play live on the air. During the person every attorney, Chris Reynolds attorney at Law Anchor Colin moment. You can join the muddy Mudsketeer militia. That's right. You can be a member of what was originally called the Vanguard. Which is why every show starts with, Welcome to the Vanguard. Now you have to say, Welcome to the Mudsketeer Militia. I am not going to say the Mudsketeer Militia. (laughs) But you can join that by hitting the subscribe button, and you will get special episodes, exclusive episodes, (laughs) and the ability to join in at the muddied Zoom once a month, which Spike still has not scheduled. I know, we have to start. I gotta call Brian when we're done with this. Yes, that would be good. Okay. All our episodes are there, and you can listen to all of them. Yeah. In order. In their if you want. order. Finally. Hey, Sarah. Or, or you can find us in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Thank well, you to that Jason settles it. and Kelsey. Yeah, thank you, Jason and Kelsey. Uh, and so that's what uh, you're going to do. Well, no, first you got to go to, to um, Defy the Power and go buy stuff from them because holy crap, that's incredible pricing. Use, uh, what was the code? Muddy. Muddy, muddy Tumblr. I think it's two words. Muddy Tumblr. Yeah, Muddy Tumblr. I'm going to put that in the comments so people can see. Muddy Tumblr. This is the... And it's muddy, not muddied. Muddy Tumblr. Um, so, folks, uh, thanks so much for tuning in again. We love you so much. You guys are amazing. You're why we're able to do this. Uh Sarah is asking, what's your cup say, baby? I assume she's talking to you. I hope. I don't have a cup. If she's talking to you, I have questions. Well, I have a question. I don't have a cup. So that's... Wow. (laughs) Well, folks, thank you for joining the final episode of the Muddy Waters of (laughs) Freedom. I didn't make it. next week for the Matt Wright experience. (laughs) Where Matt Wright will talk and we'll just leave this, but this will just be, we'll just have this blank over here. This is going to be the new, it's going to be the new show right here. It's just going to be Matt. Let me get, let me, let me. For anybody listening to this on anchor.fm slash muddied waters, the bottom of my cup that was made for me that I did not have anything to do with the customization of the bottom of my cup. My Tumblr from Defy the Power or stitchesandglitches.com um, says Spike talks too much. But I had nothing to do <laughs> with this. I don't know if he's coming back. So uh, tune in tomorrow for an all new episode of My Fellow Americans with Spike, where he's going to have Larry Sharp on on Thursday. Join me for the writer's block, where I'm going to have Nate Atkins on a brand new episode of. <laughs> Cajun and Eskimo from Bayous to Igloos, 9.30 Eastern on Friday. 
Spike's doing some stuff this weekend. I'm not sure what. I'm not. I wasn't really listening. And then on Monday, join Jason Lyon for Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, where Spike Cohen, the guy that's normally right there, will be joining him eight o'clock Eastern, where they're going to be talking about qualified immunity. Have a fantastic. Well, no, we're going to see. I'm so used to doing this on Thursday alone. Um, see you all tomorrow for my fellow Americans. And where we're going, we don't need roads. This is what it's going to look like from now on. <laughs> <laughs>